0: It is be to our loving Abba, my beloved brethren, and wherever you may be at this moment, good day to all of you, and I greet you all a Shabbat Shalom. And we have a very interesting topic to discuss for today in our lesson, beloved brethren, that will surely affect us when it comes to obeying the will of our loving Abba, so that we may fulfill his laws and commands, and that is the topic of stubbornness. Stubbornness, beloved brother, is a personality trait in which a person refuses to change their opinion about something or refuses to change their mind about the decision that they've already made. We encounter such people everywhere and talking with them can sometimes become frustrating and exhausting. And as much as we want to admit it, there has been time ourselves when we have been stubborn. We argue about almost everything. We have trouble admitting when we are wrong, And we avoid information that contradicts our beliefs. When it comes to obeying the laws and commandments of our loving Yahuwah, Abba, stubbornness, beloved brethren, must never be found in us. So, in our lesson for today, we will learn a solution to stubbornness so that nothing may ever hinder us in fulfilling God's will, giving honor and glory to his holy name. So, according to the Bible, what is stubbornness? We will begin our lesson today by reading the book of Jeremiah, chapter 18, verse 12. But they replied, don't waste your breath. We have no intention whatever of doing what God says. We will continue to live as we want to, free from any restraint, full of stubbornness and wickedness. What is stubbornness according to the Holy Scriptures, my beloved brethren? It's knowing the right thing to do but refusing to do it. Now here we have the people of Israel, the chosen children of God, were being warned by Yahuwah Abba through the prophet Jeremiah, telling them that God is planning a disaster on them unless they turn away from their evil ways and start doing what is right. And stubbornly, what did they reply again, my beloved brethren? They said, we have no intention, whatever doing God says, We will continue to live as we want to free from any restraint. Now, could you imagine that, beloved brethren? It's already God, Yahuwah, that's giving them a warning. But because of the stubbornness, they rejected his warning. They know the right thing to do, but they refuse to do so. Why? They want to live without restraint. They wanted freedom to do whatever they wanted. Now, don't get me wrong, beloved brethren. Freedom is good. Yes, God created us to think for ourselves and to do whatever we want to, but it has its boundaries. What determined those boundaries are the words of our loving God. So as children of God, we must always stay within those boundaries, beloved brethren, written in the Holy Scriptures. Now, what is a notable characteristic of a stubborn person? Here again in the book of Jeremiah, Chapter 5, verse is 3. Surely, Yahuwah looks for faithfulness. He struck you, but you paid no attention. He crushed you, but you refused to learn. You were stubborn and would not turn from your sins. What is a notable characteristic of a stubborn person? They do not learn from God's punishment. And what is the purpose of God's punishment? It's to turn us away from our sins. Why? What does sin do? It brings destruction into our life. And we also know, beloved brethren, from our past lessons, that the payment of sin is ultimately what? It's death. So what must we do then to overcome stubbornness so it may not lead us to sin? Examine ourselves and repent. So when we feel that we are being punished by God, don't lose heart or worse, be stubborn, beloved brethren. Do we not punish our own children when they do wrong? Why? Because we love them. We want them to be successful, to be a good, and have a good life. Same thing with Yahuwah to us. Every now and then, he will punish or correct us because he loves us, making sure that we are always faithful unto him. So knowing that God corrects those that he loves, don't fret, my beloved brethren. Make the proper adjustment in our life And don't be stubborn. Now, when must we deal with stubbornness? Here in the book of Proverbs 29, and the verse is one. If you get more stubborn every time you are corrected, one day you will be crushed and never recover. Now, when must we deal with stubbornness, my beloved brethren? Now. Right now, beloved brethren. Why? Why? If we keep ignoring it, we will be crushed and never recover. So when we are being corrected by God, Yahuwah, let's change our lives and obey God right away. If not, there are two things in life if we don't do this, my beloved brethren. We're either ignorant or stubborn. Now, one might say, what's the difference, brother? Well, here's a difference. Ignorant people, they do what is wrong, Because they don't know any better. But once they are corrected, they change. Well, how about stubborn people? When they are corrected, the more stubborn they become. Why? Because they like to resist change. Determined to do whatever they like and refusing to do anything to change. Do you know one of the main root causes also of stubbornness, by the way, beloved brethren? And what is it? It's pride. Pride, as we all know, beloved brethren, is very dangerous to have, especially, especially when it's what spiritual pride, and because of this, ultimately becomes a what, a spiritual problem. When we have spiritual leaders that are swollen with pride, they will be stubborn and will never admit to any wrongs that they may have done. In their minds, they were put there by God and can never be wrong or make mistakes. So, what do they tell their members? Just obey. Just obey and never complain. We're right all the time. So what they have done, brothers and sisters, they have exalted themselves to be like our Lord Yahushua. That's what they have done. And we all know there's only one person that's perfect in the sight of God, and that is his son, Yahushua Hamashiach. And when someone exalts themselves to be like Yahushua, it dishonors our king, my beloved brethren. Now, who is an example of one who is stubborn and crossed the point of no return in the Bible. Here, in the book of Exodus, chapter 7, 20 to 22. Then Moses and Aaron did as Yahuwah commanded. In the presence of the king and his officers, Aaron raised his stick and struck the surface of the river, and all the water in it was turned into blood. The fish in the river died, and it smelled so bad that the Egyptians could not drink from it. There was blood everywhere in Egypt. Then the king's magicians did the same thing by means of their magic. And the king was, was stubborn as ever. Just as Yahuwah has said, the king refused to listen to Moses and Aaron. Who was an example of one who was stubborn and crossed the point of no return? The king of Egypt, the Pharaoh. What we read here, my beloved brethren, was about the first plague. And I'm going to ask this question to one of my beautiful daughters because we had discussion of this before. Sister Elizabeth, how many commandments were how many plagues were there again that God inflicted on Egypt? How many? Ten. Good. Now, the first plague was turning the Nile River into blood. The second was frogs. The third was lice. The fourth was flies. And the fifth was disease on cattle. Now, what was the purpose of the plagues? was to convince the king of Egypt to let Israel go. But what happened? What happened after the first plague? The king was stubborn and refused still to listen. Now, even after the fifth plague, the king remained stubborn and continues to refuse to listen to Moses. But here's something interesting, beloved brother. I want you to notice something. After the king, about the king, during the sixth plague, okay? Now, let's listen to this. Pay attention to this. What happened? On the sixth plague, here, continue our lesson in Exodus chapter 9, 10 to 12. So they got some ashes and stood before the king. Moses threw them into the air, and they produced boils that became open source onto the people and the animals. The magicians were not able to appear before Moses because they were covered with boils, like all the other Egyptians. But Yahuwah made the king stubborn. And just as Yahuwah had said, the king would not listen to Moses and Aaron. What happened on the sixth plague this time, beloved brother? This time it was Yahuwah himself who made the king stubborn. Well, what's the significance of that, one might say? When, beloved brethren, when we are given the opportunity to change but refuse to do so, God Yahuwah might give us over to over to our stubbornness. He will no longer show us his care and concern and let our stubbornness be our downfall. In this instance, the king crossed the point of no return. Don't, do not waste the patience and kindness of our loving Abba, beloved brethren. I hope as God's children, we will never cross that point of no return. When we feel as if we're being punished by Yahuwah Abba, Ask yourself this question. What am I doing wrong? Then pray right away. Pray right away and ask Yahuwah for guidance and be willing to change for the better and never be stubborn in fulfilling God's laws and commands. Beloved brethren, that is the part of my lesson. The lesson will be continued by our brother. <clears throat>
1: Shabbat shalom, brothers and sisters in the faith. We know that stubbornness became the downfall of Pharaoh and also eventually the Egypt as a nation itself. Yehovah God gave Pharaoh the opportunity to repent and to listen to his words. Five times he denied or rejected the word of God. And so because of his stubbornness, eventually he fell and he took the entirety of the Egyptian army with him. However, the problem of stubbornness is not just the problem of the Pharaoh. It also is the problem of the people of God when we look at history, because we know that it was stubbornness that prevented the people of God from entering the promised land right away. They had to wait 40 long years. And even after entering the promised land, the people of Israel eventually were exiled first to Assyria and then to Babylon. The reason and cause, again, is because of stubbornness. The early Christians, the followers of Yahushua, they did not remain in the faith. And eventually they fell from the faith because of stubbornness. And so stubbornness has become the downfall of the people of God over the years. And if we're going to be honest with ourselves, perhaps this is also a problem for the people of God, even in these last days. This is why so that we will not be destroyed by stubbornness. What we need is a solution to stubbornness. So how can we find a solution to stubbornness? What is the solution to stubbornness? Let's read the book of Hebrews, chapter 3 and the verses 15. This is what the scripture says. If you hear God's voice today, do not be stubborn, as your ancestors were when they rebelled, against God. So what is the solution to stubbornness? Bible says we must hear God's voice. We must hear God's words today. And so the solution are the words of Yahuwah Abba. But what does it truly mean to hear the voice of Yahuwah Abba when the voice or words of God makes an impact in our life? Because sometimes when we listen to someone speaking Maybe someone preaching the word of God, it doesn't have an impact in our life. We cannot say we heeded the voice of God unless the word of God has created a change in our life. This is what we need to overcome stubbornness. But an important part of this solution to stubbornness is what the Bible says there. The key word is today. You notice that? Not tomorrow, but today. We must not postpone repentance. We must not postpone heeding the word of God. We must do it today. You know who is an example of one who postponed heeding the voice of God? What's his name again? The Pharaoh, right? When he was given the opportunity to obey or heed the voice of Yahuwah Abba, he rejected it. He postponed it one after the other. Until he crossed that point of no return after the fifth plague because of his stubbornness. Yahuwah was the one who was making his heart hard. He crossed that point of no return. We must not be like Pharaoh. This is why let us not postpone heeding the word of God. Why must we never postpone or put off till tomorrow listening to the word of God? Because the more we postpone, the harder our heart gets. Isn't that true? This is why we must not procrastinate. We must do it today as we hear the word of God. Why else must we not postpone for tomorrow having an impact or having the word of God impact our life? That's because we might not get another chance. How many of us here can guarantee that we will still be alive tomorrow? We don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. Our life is fragile. All it takes is one accident. All it takes is one mishap on the road. And that's the end of life. Yes, sick people die, but so do healthy people. Yes, old people die, but so do young people. Life is fragile. This is why we must never say to ourselves, I'm going to postpone to tomorrow, renewing my life. No, we must heed the voice of God today. We need to let the word of God change and influence our life today why must we do this today and how can we have the word of god change our life today zechariah 7:11 down to 13 but my people stubbornly refused to listen they closed their minds and made their hearts as hard as rock because they would not listen to the teaching which i sent through the prophets who lived long ago i became very angry because they did not listen when I spoke, I did not answer when they prayed. How can we benefit from the word of God? Remember, the word of God is the solution to stubbornness. But who amongst us who receive the word of God will benefit from the word of God? The Bible says those who open their minds. What we read concerns the stubborn people of God, who even though they listen or hear the word of God through the prophets, what do they do? They close their minds. Sometimes there are people who are like that, right? I mean, they watch in front of their TV, or on their cell phone. When they go through worship, they listen to the word of God being proclaimed, but perhaps are closing their mind. If we close our mind, we will not benefit from the word of God. If we close our mind, we did not really hear the word of God. We need to open Our minds. What does it mean to open our minds? We need to accept the truth of Yahuwah Alahim. In other words, we need to take the time to meditate and process and understand what the teachings of God are all about. Why is it important for us to process in our minds the meaning, the purpose, the words of Yahuwah Abba? Because the mind is connected where? The heart. There's this mind-heart connection. You cannot truly influence the heart unless you first influence the mind. This is why the word of God is preached. But when it is preached, let us put them in our mind. And when we process them in our mind, what happens to our heart? It begins to soften up. That's called repentance. You see, we cannot truly change. We cannot be impacted by the word of God unless we have repentance in our hearts. But it begins in our mind. This is what Yahuwah has been doing all along. He's trying to lead us to repent, to open our hearts, because when we plant the word of God in our hearts, that's when we begin to change. That's when we become closer to our loving Father. And so while we have the opportunity, brothers and sisters in the faith, while we still have life and strength and a sound mind, let's not postpone The opportunity God is giving us to really be changed by his words. What is the warning of God if we keep postponing repentance? Let's read the book of Romans 2, 4 to 5. Or perhaps you despise his great kindness, tolerance, and patience. Surely you know that God is kind because he is trying to lead you to repent. But you have a hard and stubborn heart. And so you are making your own punishment even greater on the day when God's anger and righteous judgments will be revealed. What is the warning of Yahuwah for those who keep postponing, renewing their life? Bible says they make their own punishment even greater on the day when God's anger is revealed. And so what does Yahuwah do for the sake of his people bible says he's leading us he's trying to lead us to repent you see this is what yahuwah wants this is the message of the prophets this is the message of yahusha the christ this is the message of the apostles ever since the very beginning the word that we need to heed is the word to repent we need to change We need to change. And Yahuwah wants us to change. He is orchestrating the events in our life so that we can be led to change. Question is, are we changing? Do you know what Yahuwah did so that Pharaoh could change? Remember, when Moses approached Pharaoh, do you know what Moses said to Pharaoh? He said to Pharaoh, Yahuwah said... Let my people go. You know what the response of Pharaoh was? The Pharaoh said, who is Yahuwah? He doesn't know the name of the true God. Who is Yahuwah? So in that point, at that point, Moses began to proclaim the name of Yahuwah to Pharaoh. And so Yahuwah wanted Pharaoh to heed his voice, but he would not. And so what did Yahuwah do? To lead Pharaoh to repentance, to lead Pharaoh to listen to his voice. What did Yahuwah do? He sent the plagues, right? One after the other. You don't know who Yahuwah is? I will show you who Yahuwah is. One plague after the other. But what was the problem of Pharaoh? He had a stubborn heart. Perhaps because of his pride, he had a stubborn heart. He still refused to change until he crossed the line. And Yahuwah said, enough is enough. And he did cross that point of no return. Brothers and sisters in the faith, today, today, is Yahuwah trying to lead you to repentance? What is your answer? I think so. I think so. Do not think the world events are by accident? No. It is an expression of the kindness, the tolerance, the patience of Yahuwah, giving us the opportunity to repent. But the question is are we, are we being moved to repent? Have you noticed? Ever since we began to proclaim the name of Yahuwah, when was that, by the way? I believe it was December of 2019, if I'm not mistaken. Haven't you noticed that since we began to proclaim the name of Yahuwah, what has become of world events? Seems like Yahuwah was trying to give us a message. After we proclaimed the name of Yahuwah, unnatural climate changes, natural disasters, one after the other, not just in one place, but throughout the world. And after that, what followed? COVID-19, the pandemic, which has changed drastically the lives of people, not just in poor countries, but every nation throughout the world. And after COVID, what are we dealing with today? What world event are we dealing with today? Looming World War, Ukraine versus Russia. And now China is getting involved in Taiwan. And then they're giving threats to Israel. Missiles are being smuggled through Africa because they want to annihilate the land of Israel. These are the events that the Bible spoke of. These are, quote, unquote, like the plagues. What does Yehovah want us to do? He wants us to repent. This is what he wants from his people. This is why we must not postpone. Let us not be like Pharaoh. Instead, let us go to Yehovah and say, Father, I want to change. And let us change. Do you know why? Yehovah wants to convince us to repent and to change our ways of life. Let's read what it says in the book of Jeremiah 7, 23 to 24. This is what I told them. Obey me, and I will be your God. You will be my people. Do everything as I say, and all will be well. But my people would not listen to me. They kept doing whatever they wanted, following the stubborn desires of their evil hearts. They went backward instead of forward. Why does Yehovah want us to repent and to heed his voice? Yahuwah says it's because I want all things to be well with you. That is the promise of Yahuwah. All will be well with you. Isn't this what we want? Parents who are here, isn't this what we want for our home, for our family? There are many people today who may be rich, who may be famous, who may be super smart, but they don't have well-being. They don't have peace of mind. Yahuwah promises All will be well for those who heed the voice of Yahuwah. But that's not the greatest blessing. You notice what the greatest blessing is? If we will heed the word of God today, what is that? Yahuwah says, obey me and I will be your God. And you will be my people. This is what Yahuwah wants. Ever since he called Israel out of Egypt, he wants a people for himself, a people to whom he will reveal himself to. Why do you think Yahuwah gave us the knowledge of his name? Because he wants to elevate our relationship with him. When you go to a park and you meet a stranger and you have a conversation, you're polite, right? Right? But do you tell him your name? Probably not. Unless unless you want to elevate the relationship to the next level. What do you do? You give him your name. Oh, by the way, this is my name. Call me. Let's do something together. When Yahuwah gave us his name, what does that mean? He wants to take our relationship with him to a, a higher level. Yahuwah says, I will be your God. And you will be my people. Brethren, what are we doing with that relationship? Are we doing our best to worship and to obey our loving Allah? What must we do then? Because Yahuwah has given us his name. What must we do today? Let's read the final passage of our studies. The book of Proverbs 28, 13, and 14. You will never succeed in life. If you try to hide your sins confess them and give them up and God will show mercy to you always obey Yahuwah and you will be happy if you are stubborn you will be ruined brethren what is the desire of Yahuwah Abba? what must we do before we end our worship service today personally In our own private prayer. Perhaps we can do this right now. Why don't you go to Yahuwah. And confess all of your sins to him. Why? Because he wants to show mercy. You see if we hide our sins. We will be ruined. Because of our stubbornness. But if we will not hide our sins. If we will confess our sins. What is the promise of Abba? The Bible says he will give us success and he will show mercy upon us. This must be the response we have for the message that has been presented today. It must be to repent, to confess, and to renew our way of life. Brethren, soon we're going to conclude our worship service. And then we're gonna live out our life for today, tomorrow, the next day, the question is what did we do with this message today were we impacted by this message today or it will will it be like other messages where we hear it but we fail to process it and we forget it let's not be stubborn let us heed the voice of yahuwah Abba today and renew our life why because of judgment the end of the world is at hand yahuwah is giving us every opportunity to repent and to return to him brothers and sisters we don't want to be left behind can you imagine what it would be like the sorrow that one will feel if he or she knows his loved ones are being saved but they're left behind can you imagine the sorrow of judgment can you imagine the sorrow of thinking that all of your family, people you know are saved, but you are not? That sorrow of judgment, that sorrow, condemnation that is tough to take. Can there be anything worse than that? What do you think, brothers and sisters? Is there anything worse than the sorrow of judgment? Perhaps there's something even worse than that. Do you know what that is? Something worse than the sorrow of judgment is when you begin to think, you know, if I only listened, if I only obeyed his voice when I had the chance, then I would be with them to rejoice together in salvation. Brothers and sisters, young members, in the assembly today, let's not take for granted this message. This is an opportunity Yahuwah Abba is giving us. He's opening your hearts right now. You have two choices to make. You can, either, you can either harden your heart or you can open it. And you can go to Abba and say to him, Yahuwah, I am yours. Whatever you want from me, I will do. Surrender yourself to our loving Father. We have the opportunity now because he wants us to be saved. Can you imagine the great joy when all is said and done and Yahushua appears from the sky and he will call out our name. Come here and rejoice in my salvation, brethren. It is our prayer and our wish that everyone here including the people we love, will be amongst those who will rise in the air to be with Yahushua forevermore. But it begins with that repentance. And Yahuwah wants to be merciful. Yahuwah is showing his kindness. Let us waste that kindness of God. Let us heed Yahuwah Abba now and receive his promised salvation. Let us stand, brethren, and we shall pray together. Everlasting Father, You are so good and kind. We can feel how much you are moving us to repent, to draw near to you once again, to truly change, soften our hearts. We confess to you in the past, we have been stubborn. We have perhaps closed our minds on your precious words. But Father, you never give up on us. Forgive us for our hard-heartedness. Give us again this opportunity to return to you. Father, we know what the events taking place in the world means. You are preparing your kingdom. We want to be a part of that kingdom. Loving Abba, we beg you. From all over the world, this assembly that belongs to you, we call on your name, Yahuwah. Yahuwah, please listen to us. Please feed the hearts of your people. We open our hearts to you now. We confess our sins to you. We want to renew our ways. Help us to change. Help us never to look back anymore, but to look forward to you and to your promises. You mentioned to us, you want to be our God. That's what we want. You have given us your name, the precious name, Yahuwah. Ba, we need you. We need you now. We want to be close to you. We pray, Father, for our children. Break through their hearts. Help them to feel your presence. Maybe there are sins that need to be confessed. Move their heart. Break through their hearts. Embrace them and comfort them. May we all be included, Father, among those who will be saved. Mashiach Yahushua, King of kings and Lord of lords, we present ourselves to you. We are your loyal servants. Heed the voice of your servants. We beg you, loving Mashiach, be merciful to each one of us. When the world is preparing for war, we look up to heaven. We begin our watch today. We will long for your appearing. While we have the opportunity, teach us to repent. Teach us to be close to you. And when we look heavenward, when you descend, O oh loving Messiah. Call our names, include the people we love, while we have the opportunity. May we share this message to everyone that many can be embraced by salvation. Thank you, Father, for your mercy and grace. Continue to bless even our health and strength, especially strengthen us, strengthen our faith, that we can be truly ready for the great day of our salvation. Father, we believe that you have listened to us. You will protect your people. You will deliver us because we have called upon your name, Yahuwah, and we will do our best to live according to the sacredness of that name. We ask and beg everything in the name of our Lord and Savior, Yahushua HaMashiach. Amen. i us unfailing love and tender mercies overshadow us. The memory and peace of Yahusha HaMashiach strengthen us and the constant companionship of the Ruach Kaddash be with all of us now and forever. Amen.